No, it's like, you know, and yeah, I'll play it. But you know, when you get that like little B-roll bit beforehand, it's kind of like, let's start the show, that kind of thing. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It does get you fired up, John, just so you know. I'm fine. Yeah. Sounds good. Does it sound good on your end? Sounds better yeah. every single time I hear it. Are you getting Honestly. in stereo? I've, I've, I've never listened to this with headphones on. <laughs> That's good. It's crazy. Really? Are it you is? getting it in stereo? Because Johnny sometimes says he only gets it in mono. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it sounds like shit. Yeah? Yeah. Frankly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, fuck, man. I can turn it off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just trying to run a professional operation here. Just take a little look. You said you'd you'd never listen to it in headphones as though you listen to that Righteous Brothers song all the time. On vinyl only. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know. (laughs) So we got that classic Dylan poster in the background there, John. This is my, I'm in my mom's basement. How's that vibe? I thought thought it'd be the most eyeball way. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's all the shit from my childhood is down here in boxes. I don't live here. I live in New York, but I'm in New Jersey visiting. So, so how do you feel about the Devils Rangers uh, playoff series right now? Where are you at? Oh man, I'm a I'm a Devils fan. I'm a Bruins and a Devils fan. Right. Uh, yeah, but I'm Careful. feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty good about the bees, but yeah, I'm a little worried about the Devils right now. Yeah, I think got- they're up one nothing in the game right now. I just well, checked. The, I just checked the box. <clears throat> I'll be distracted if I keep checking my phone. But, but yeah, box this box. is a uh, this is a classic. I mean, I know listeners can't see, but my mom put this up years ago. It's uh, the Let It Be photos. Yes. Um, with my eighth grade yearbook photo replacing John. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. I have to just kind of do the Pitchforky and Beatles thing, though, and just say that those are actually the White Album <laughs> insert photos. They're not the Let It Be photos. God is that. You're, really you're right. God yeah. is Thank that. you for correcting me on no that. No problem. Yeah, no I'm problem. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Mr. John Andrews. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Oh, damn. Yeah, we, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, sorry, sorry. If we're doing this, if, we, if you made me play the music, uh-huh. Let's just get some of these. Let's get some of these effects going here. Should I like, introduce them again? Well, let me find them first. Okay. Damn. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I've listened to too much music. I found. I got. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, our back guest to the today. show. Come on, do it right. Wait. Okay. Welcome to Impossible Way of Life, everybody. Our guest today, uh, singer-songwriter John Andrews. Now introduce, oh. your, now introduce yourself. Oh, thank you, me? thank you. Uh, yeah, me? now introduce no. yourself, Johnny. Oh, I'm, Which your, John? Ho- I'm your host. <laughs> this is the biggest trade rack ever. I'm your host, <laughs> uh, Johnny Payne. And... <laughs> And I just, I just like to take uh, introduce me now this opportunity to introduce my co-host James Younger. Okay, right on, right on. That's the only three I got. So 
we're kind of done. That bit's done now. Yeah. For a bit now. I guess I need to find some new ones. Before we get into this, I just want to say, check this out, James. Legit. Okay? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, to start off the show, I just want to say this is an Impossible Way of Life, a uh, music podcast you're listening to, presumably because you're a big fan of our guest's music. Yes. And I just want to say, if you like what you're hearing, if you like our show, we do have a Patreon account, and we do an episode on you know that is exclusive to Patreon once a week, as we also have a Discord Right. That you can be a member of if you are a patron, where a lot of hilarious and demented things happen. So, uh, what do you say? Smash that subscribe. <laughs> oh my god! No, he is right though. We need money and fast. You do it. You're we need money it. and we need it fast. Okay, thanks. And the only way that's going to happen is at a grassroots level. We're speaking truth to power on a daily basis here. We're going to need those NPR books real quick. So without further ado, I mm-hmm. believe, maybe Johnny, you can start by kind of explaining the genus of this story, how it came to you, how it came to be. John, are, we two, are you both called Johnny? Some I'm people John. call me Johnny. What? I'm John on my birth certificate, J-O-H-N. I assume you're the same? Yeah, J-O-H-N. Not Jonathan? Yeah. Nope. Everyone always no. says that too. Yeah, yeah no, I don't never, like it. I don't never, like when people call me Jonathan. What about no, Jack? No, never had that either. No. See, that's more of a 20s thing. Yeah. Um, but basically, we've, we've wanted to have John on as a guest for some time. And then recently, uh, something quite explosive happened in his life and musical career. Um, and uh, I got wind of it you know just online you know not even i don't even just went viral i read it somewhere else i believe but we'll let him tell the story but uh and i said i reached out and i said well we're gonna need an exclusive interview right away emergency pod we're gonna have to call one can you come on immediately and he said yes and here he is so can so i, why I don't mean you... yeah go on you you go this is like the first time we've done a kind of like real charlie rose style kind of round table interview and the only one i've ever seen is the one with don simpson and jerry brookheimer so i guess we all need to t- choose who we're going to be here i could, if you want to be the sort of interlocutor johnny and like mostly the interview guy i can be like the kind of we can just i think we should decide right now because then i'll I be don be like, simpson yeah i'm i feel like i'm don simpson in this regard okay well I don't know. Then I'll be Charlie Rose. Can sure. I be Charlie? I don't know who I want to be anymore. I've changed my mind. Let's but just, maybe <laughs> let's just see how it goes. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, let's, let's do that. You can tap in and out. You can switch if you yeah. want to. Yeah. yeah. Like WWE. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you tell us... Um, first of all, you have a new album out, right, John? Uh, it comes out on Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still it's not exciting. quite out yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this has good... all been this has all been the most perfect timing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't have paid a PR person to do the work that's been done. But, have you um, have you been paying a PR person to do less good work than what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they've been retweeting like things that they've had nothing to do with. Sounds like, good to me. <laughs> sounds great. I love when they I love when they do that. It's cool. They're like they, not, yeah, it's cool that they figured out how to retweet they, in yeah, yeah. 2023. They did, one time I had a, a PR person that like 
you know, some friends who were in bands like posted about my album and they were like, you know, more famous than me. And my PR person got in touch with like, don't worry, I screenshotted that when they posted that stuff. <laughs> so I've got it to like use, you know, for the rollout. And I'm like, that's great. Thank you. John Andrews, <laughs> can I ask you a question before we get going then? Since we're yeah. talking about PR. Did yeah. your PR team, because obviously it's 2023 and we're all like, although we all got into music to be musicians, we're now expected to also be like kind of social media managers to yeah. some extent and like have a, did, were you expected or was it demanded of you to come up with a narrative for this record cycle? For the record? Oh man. I mean, I feel like every record is supposed to have some silly story behind it at yeah. this point um i wasn't asked to do any of that stuff but uh it seems like you just kind of have to have something mm. you can't just like put out songs no you have to be going through trauma i think or pain <laughs> you know yeah and, and the songs yeah. are defined or, by that overcoming or you've had to like live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere I think, bon, I think Bon Iver was the one, one who kind of that is a we've done that cabin one a bit, but I think Bon Iver is kind of the main guy. He kind of started it. Well, I guess Bruce started it. I thought maybe. Jerry Rafferty started that. Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska, maybe. Oh right, yeah, that too. Have either of you made? Have ever, either of you ever been tempted or swayed to make your Nebraska? <laughs> I made a record in my hotel room, remember? Yeah, you that did. That was kind of it. When I lived Cohen. in that hotel like 15 years ago. That was more of a, yeah, it was more of a kind of. What about Chelsea you, John? Hotel. Have you ever I, kind I of. I just feel like that would never happen. Isn't the story like he, he uh, made that record on a four track and there were demos and his label was like, this is it. Yeah. That would, yeah. That would never happen ever, ever in again. 2023. No. We're like, oh, you made this song in garage band let's put it out i don't know yeah maybe <laughs> you'd have note. to know I mean, guys like <laughs> us like we go out to the woods you know with a four track and an echoplex you know thinking that it's got nothing to do with the songs that bruce springsteen wrote <laughs> that it's just gonna come to you and you get out there you're like you just need a four track and that's all you need it's just and, uh, yeah, yeah. They're expensive, though, full tracks now, so unfortunately. Uh, I got to ask you guys, okay? And this is, I'm just, I'm really curious. What do you think, John, what do you think about the new Mac DeMarco album? It's like 200 songs long or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 199 Have you listened to it all the way through, first question? (laughs) (laughs) I listened to, I think, half of the first song. Yeah. Um, it's kind of sick, honestly. Cool. I mean, yeah, what, it, some of them were I, quite good. He's yeah. just, he's just, I don't know, doing whatever the fuck he wants. It seems like he's always kind of done whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah. I think he but has. It, I mean, there's just, there's so much music coming out today that no one can listen to half of what's coming out. So why not just make an album that literally no one will ever be able to listen to? I'll yeah. say you this. You know what I mean? I'll say this on record on the pod. And it ties in, I think, to like what we've talked about the last couple of weeks with like punk v cop and punk v hipster. Like Mac's interesting because obviously Mac actually he's from Edmonton, but he he really cut like well he like he cut he played loads of shows in Vancouver and he lived here, and I knew him really well. He was a lot young, well like a few years younger than me, I suppose. 
And right from minute one, that guy was better than everybody else when he showed up. And he's such an infectious character, like that you'd go and see his shows and it it was, you know, he's doing Nielsen covers with like a Motoka drummer and just like his guitar. And he already had his guitar sounding all warbly and shit. And it was like, it's. He did Nilsson covers? Yeah, man. What, he in was, like make out videotape? Of course stuff? he did. I never saw that. Yeah, it was great. And he was already kind of like just had this thing that was like so infectious, like kind of genius level vibe and like a really, really earnest, sincere person who kind of like, it's no surprise that he did what he did. And the fact that he's been able to like maintain and kind of, you know, and I've, I'm just watching this from the shadows. Like, I don't know the guy, you know? I'm just a fan, really. He's a punk. He's like a, a guy who... Inv- he's like almost like a hipster, like, uh, icon that's actually a punk, which is attested to by his newest record, which is like, yeah, an un, an unlike palatable 199 demo song, like, ordeal, you know? Well, I, think it, I, I, just... I think it's really cool. He's also offline and stuff, which is kind of punk, as we said last I, week. Um, I agree with you about Mac, um, and very nice guy, too. But um, I just wanted to say, and this has n- in no way uh, saying that I don't think it's cool what he did making this album, and very punk, and just like, why the hell not? Uh, but last night I was listening to it, and uh, my lovely young bride, Alex, didn't know what I was listening to. And then after about 10 minutes, she was like, what the hell are you listening to? She's like, she's like, I feel like I'm on hold with the phone company right now. And I dare you to try to unhear that when you listen to it now. It sounds like hold music. Like most of it. Well, it's jizz I jazz, really isn't funny. it, I think. Isn't that the whole thing? It's well, and they're like... just like loopy like progressions with like that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Up here, we have a lot of music like that. Maybe Mac writes it or something. That'd be sick. Well, we, we're living in a kind of like, <laughs> a, like a city dump of bands that are still trying to sound like our biggest cultural um, um, export, you know? Yeah. It also reminded me of that Van Morrison call, uh, contractual obligation album where he sings about having ringworm and... Uh, there's like 40 songs on it that are just like variations on a title and stuff like that, which I also enjoy. So when that stuff, uh, became very popular, like probably like 10 years ago at this point, Mm -hmm. was it like crazy in Canada that every band sound like that? I think it's like ubiquitous with like indie rock period. I don't think it yeah. was, a, I think it was like a, almost like a global phenomenon. I'm sure, I'm sure you yeah. as, as, as I did bought like a vibrato pedal. When, when he put out that first tape, rock and roll nightclub on my friend's cassette label, Berg, uh, burrito, green, green burrito, burrito yeah. in Vancouver, that was a really exciting thing. Um, because he got big really, really quick, and it felt kind of like a big win for all of us in some way. It was really cool. cool. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but he opened up for my band in yes. New York at, Glass, at, at Glasslands. Oh, nice. cool. I nice. like Glasslands. Um, yeah, I've played he, there before. He, he borrowed uh, my guitarist's capo and never gave it back. Damn, wow, that's probably on yeah. eBay along with other things. <laughs> wow, maybe that's so what, John, that's your next thing. 
so John great segue okay, yeah I professionals here um well first of all I really like your music I'm excited to hear the new record we should have got you to send it to us or to ship oh, yeah. us a copy on eBay I could um, do that um because then we could have talked about it but maybe you could send it after and then you could come back on the show and we could talk about it when it's actually out but for sure um, I wanted to ask you, was it you who did a cover of that Jerry Jeff Walker song about her eyes? Yeah, yeah. We were doing that on the Cutworms and Yawns tour this past summer. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted to thank you for that because somebody sent it to me and I didn't really know your music. And then I discovered that song, which is an amazing song that I didn't know and listened to it like all summer. Last it's so summer. good. And it's such a great cover for your band if you have like no time to practice because it's just four chords no change yeah, yeah. And like i beautiful. feel like mo most songs that i've covered in my band i'm like what's this song that has like no changes at all we can just do it yeah you know? yeah that's a classic move yeah. yeah yeah well you did a great version and it, it it put me under a spell and then i discovered a new song so thanks for that thanks man um, so tell us this crazy thing that happened, uh, to do with your album recently. <laughs> okay. So about almost two weeks ago at this point, um, I was on tour. Um, I'm a hired gun in the span Widow's Peak. And we were on like tour the with the use of the word hired gun, the expression. Thank you. I think I'm, not, I'm not I ashamed. Think I, I'm, I think I know that band. Widows, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. been around for they've been around for over ten yeah. or so years. They they were capture tracks band with like Mac, you know, Mac DeMarco. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but I'm looking. Yeah, at a, I'm looking at a photo right here, and it looks like you guys are all in maybe Lisbon. Probably. Yeah, I think <laughs> maybe. I play anyway. keys and I play keys with them. I've been playing keys with them for a little over a year at this point. Mm. But we're on tour with a uh, Duster. Do you know Duster? Not a not Guster with a G. Not a Guster. Don't know Duster, Duster with a D. Don't, they don't are this crazy band that ha had no following in the late '90s and early 2000s, and then in the past five years, um, blew up on TikTok with like no Gen way. Z kids. So like they're like in their 40s, and like um, they haven't played shows in like I don't know 15 or so years, and now. They just did like a sold out tour to all like 15 year old, like hot topic type kids. Wow. Great. They kind of like won the lottery. Um, yeah. Like from going, you know, from one end to the other, but we we're, we we're doing support for them. We we're on tour and we were in the van having the discussion of, uh, you know, when you sign records at the merch table, where do those records go? And mm. like, are people just keeping them for their collection or are they selling them on eBay or what? So my drummer who is drumming on the widow's peak tour, Noah bond. He's a, he's a frequent listener of the yeah, pod. Uh, primor oh, yeah. Primordial um, sound. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, drummer. Yeah. good drummer. <laughs> for sure. Uh, he searched on eBay. Uh, he was searching for widow's peak records and then he didn't find any like signed widow's peak records. And he, he, he searched, you know, my band. And he was like, huh. And I was like, well, what's up? And he was like, this is weird. And he showed me a picture and he was like, your record is on eBay right now. It's for sale. And I was like, weird. It's not out for like two more weeks. So I looked at a picture and it was like a physical 
like someone took a picture of the record like they had it in their hands it wasn't a picture that was just like online or something can i uh, interject here did you know there was physical copies of your record in existence at this point i knew that they were made yeah yeah i knew that they they had been made for a while that's impressive if you've got a record label that makes vinyl on time yeah yeah yeah. i think the delay (laughs) the delays like aren't that bad right now i guess No uh, Beatles reissues. <laughs> no Beatles reissues this this record store day. This quarterly record store day. Uh, yeah. So did okay, so you, you knew, yourself okay, so have a coffee? Have a copy. I yes, I had copies. I had like a box of them at my apartment. Um, okay. So okay. I like I knew that they existed. It's not like I like hadn't seen them at all before. But like I I contacted Woodsist. I can't contacted the label. I was like. Um, what's up with this like how is this possible it's like i don't know like uh they haven't been shipped out to like even the distributor doesn't have them yet like there should be no way someone has a copy of this record were you tempted instead of contacting woodsis to contact the local authorities (laughs) well that's the funny thing my my girlfriend was like you she thinks it's so weird that i did what i did she was like you should just this why are you you're like incentivizing someone to like sell this like stolen item or something you know so what yeah. what did you do so, so what, yeah what, i was like let's, ma- let's just do this like yeah let's 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 just like kind of go back here so you're you're on the phone of woodsist right now okay yeah and yeah, they're I'm saying like, shocked they're shocked <laughs> yeah he's like there's no way someone could have this i don't i don't know what's up with that and you know i i, sh- I should have maybe just reported it but noah was like i feel like there's like something you can do here okay to work in your favor have you considered hiring noah as your pr company <laughs> at any t- point i should this? but i don't know man like i love noah but he still puts like filters on instagram pictures and yeah, stuff that's, so that, well you're you, if you're appealing to gen z you got to not do filters anymore no, we no. all know that yeah i mean i got, I got told sorry. off for that recently <laughs> you know i'm sorry no i love you but you know uh, yeah great good drama but, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. you okay, so. safe space you can you can no it's a free episode it ain't safe I mean, and, oh shit! This isn't a Patreon episode. No, this is free. No. The whole world's hearing it. <laughs> oh and, uh, fuck! So yeah. <laughs> so, All right, whatever. Yeah. I'll just roll with it then. Well, my whole story changes then, basically. What? But, no, I'm just kidding. I know I'm joking. Um, I don't know. This I was is the world like, needs to hear this. Yeah, John. The world. Dem- the world is demanding answers. <laughs> We're talking about art being stolen. Dude, this is like, yeah, this is some Lars Metallica shit. I did my yeah. thesis well, we at university on this. Actually, a hero. We we yeah. we thought at the time that he was wrong about all that, and now we're all you know upset about music yeah. streaming, Spotify, and stuff. I know you okay. just mis misunderstood in his time, really. Yeah, I think it was the fact that he also had the hubris to say this at the same time as selling Basquiat's for like twenty million dollars, getting hammered on his own yeah. documentary, at, you know, which was mostly <laughs> just about the fact that he just wants to impress his dad. The whole thing is very Freudian. It's hard to have any sympathy for someone who's that wealthy. You know, they were suing like lip gloss companies for calling like things Metallica and stuff at the same time. Yeah, it did, it did energy. Seem, it did seem like you know he was hoarding every penny he could. That get being said, he was probably right about 
the streaming stuff. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale that we all stayed silent, you know? And it's like, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And I kind of think we all Well, exactly. And I want to be part of the solution to this problem that happened to John. Okay, so you got Woodsist on the line. They don't know what's going on. Noah's in the van, presumably, at Chaos this point. Chaos in the situation Sheer room terror. over at, over at Woodsist. <laughs> several di- like got several different screens. They're all in there. Get eyes, get eyes on yeah. all the John Andrews yeah. <laughs> copies. Where are they? There's one unaccounted for here, sir. God damn it. Yeah, I told exactly. you. Yeah, I've seen Woods play a few times, and they don't really seem to have that kind of energy. And I know that real estate are like kind of Woodsist Illuminati, and those guys are just out to lunch. So I'm not even sure. I'm sure they were all just jamming, and someone just kind of snuck in the back oh, door of the office like, yeah. and took a vinyl. He didn't really care that much. He was no. like, oh, it's weird. Yeah. 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 So you got Noah in the van and he's saying, okay, okay, I see an opportunity here. Kind of a Jerry Maguire maybe kind of vibe <laughs> or something. And, and you're kind of like, okay. And then you call your press company and they don't answer because they're too busy having like some kind of high powered lunch at like Nam or something. So With you and Noah have got them, to figure probably. out what you're going to do. Yeah. So I look at the eBay listing and I'm like, Oh shit, he's doing local pickup in New York and I I live in the city. So yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'll buy it and just do local pickup. Um you know, and it was an auction and yeah. he was selling it for thirty bucks. Good deal. But I was use Noah's account because my eBay account is, you know, my name. I couldn't get, you know, busted right away you know i couldn't let him know that it was me no Um, you want to go yeah you want to go kind of you want to go as close to thing right yeah plan it right as much okay sure i was thinking more kind of paranoid trilogy 70s kind of deep throat but (laughs) well this sting for sure okay i picture this whole thing like donald sutherland i was kind of thinking about Mm, it was more blow up even antonioni would have done so we i just I don't want to jump ahead, but where did you position the snipers? <laughs> <laughs> so I bought I bought the record. I won the auction on eBay. Sadly, no one else bid on it. That's because it's not on. out yet. No one. Knows. I know. Yeah, no one knew. Yeah, this probably but, would have been thirty six dollars if it was after this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I win the auction and he's like, all right, where do you want to meet? And I was like, I don't know. Where, where do you want to meet? And he, he was like, how about Union Square outside the Barnes and Noble at 2 p.m.? I was like, wow, that's right, a real right. kind of born supremacy spot, public place right <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the middle. Yeah, exactly. For sure, dude. I was so fucking nervous. And I like got home from tour and I like. I brought my my friend Willie with me. I was like, "All right, man, we like have to film this. This is like too good of, of a situation." Like, he came with me, and uh, he was just like pr- he was like across the street, like pretending to FaceTime on his phone, and he was just filming. And you know, I went there and I, I made sure to wear the same outfit that I'm wearing on the album cover as Brilliant. well. Um, <laughs> So like there'd be like no chance that like this guy doesn't realize that he's selling it to the 
person whose record it is. And just just to, I just want to know, like, did you guys have kind of a plan? Like, was Willie prepared to step in if things got serious? Do whatever it takes. <laughs> Establish yeah. a perimeter. Were you guys like, if this guy kind of, you know, Bucks. if he gets, if if something goes down, are you going to be willing to st- drop the camera? Do whatever it takes. Pick up a lead pipe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we discussed all that. Yeah, okay. I mean, you kind of like. Do you have open carry in in, the, in New York first. State or? Oh, no, God. no, yeah. <laughs> it's not Florida. Right. But uh, yeah, we uh, we got there, and you know, I'm waiting outside Barnes and Noble, and I'm so fucking nervous. Of course, and I'm also recording audio too. I was secretly recording audio. You mic'd up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow! He why didn't, and, did he, and, and he didn't check you when you went past his detail to see, to see like, if you're you wearing a wire. You, yeah. I guess that's the thing in those situations is like you're kind of like you've got to take. It's like spy game. It's like you take one the one chance. The only thing we can't control is if they search you for a fucking wire. For so sure. you, well, you took I, that chance. At first, I was like, "Well, I want to record audio, but like, I don't know if I can. I'm doing it on my phone, and he has to like scan this thing on my." to like complete the sale well i mean i'm disappointed that you didn't have multiple phones honestly <laughs> that's kind of the way i'd I'm go so into this. stupid and old school that i didn't even think that you could record this on your phone i was like picturing you with like a lav yeah. mic <laughs> and like a thing like and someone, well, no, I mean, that would be more like the indie kind of rock way to do it. The Woodsist way to do it would be to have someone like Blow Up Style with like, you know, a reel to reel or a reel to reel kind of like on a roof or on a bench nearby, you know? Boom mic. Do yeah. you have like, do you, we've, we asked uh, your friend Max this, do you use in ears? Because that technology probably could have, you know, because there's a lot of, I mean, you're using Bluetooth right now. So you're obviously like yeah, pretty aware. Willie could have been across the street. And I've been like, oh, to your left. Look to your left now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, that exactly. would have been cool. Yeah. I would have done yeah. that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Or like, Anyways. watch out. Someone's behind you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Okay, no one so. ears. Ne- never done that. But okay. yeah. So, you know, I'm standing around and like, I, I'm, I'm getting like more paranoid as time goes by because like, I don't know what this guy looks like, but he theoretically could know what i look like mm-hmm. right so i'm like maybe he's gonna see me from a distance and like bail or something um and like at one point like everyone passing me was like possibly this guy yeah and there was this lady just talking on the phone walking past me had nothing to do with the situation but like her conversation she, she was just like it's a joke it's a fucking joke and like walked by yeah, and like i yeah. just like interpreted that as like maybe she was in on it somehow. yeah he's she's he sent kind of a russian espionage team in i love this paranoid like this <laughs> is the pelican brief or something yeah. like that's happening to you i love it this is great Sounds so like jacob's nervous. ladder i'm nervous yeah i mean dude i was pretty stressed but yeah, yeah so he and i'm like i'm not someone for any type of confrontation at all i like i just crumble like i'm just like okay i'm sorry you know i i don't i don't want to deal with that so right i was That's like when i for. when i got there i was kind of like why am i doing this this is stupid like i almost dropped out you know i almost bailed but um yeah sure enough this like dude 
walks up and doesn't ask if I'm the guy from eBay or anything. He just walks right up to me and he has the record in his hand. And, uh, well, he, oh, yeah, I mean, you kind of look like a record guy, I guess. I guess so. I mean, consider like we're in New York city, you know, yeah. outside of a Barnes and no- Barnes and Noble sell records. You know? True. Interesting. So how, what, so did you get an explanation for how he knew he so, No, I kind of just like, I had so many questions, but I kind of like froze and, uh, he handed me the record and he scanned the, the QR code from eBay to like, you know, make sure the sale went through. And, and I was just like, I just said, hello and thank you. And that's it. And then he walked away. And then I was like, fuck and i had my record in my hands and i was like that's there he goes he's off and then willie came up to me he's like dude what you didn't ask him any questions what what happened and i was like i got nervous i don't know so i mean the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist it sounds like (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) sheer terror all right so a couple a couple hours go by and i'm like why what the fuck, man? I like blew my only chance of like figuring out how this happened. And, uh, I just, I just bit the bullet and I messaged him on eBay. I like mm. went on eBay, went on my own account. I was like, Hey man, how did you get this record? Um, it's not a big deal. I'm just curious. Like assuming maybe he like knows what he did was wrong or something, you know? Right. So he, uh, he responded and he said, Hey, I got this and a bunch of other cool sealed records at a record store up in, uh, in Manhattan. I was like, huh? Like in the used record section. Interesting. And I look at the bag that he, uh, he, he handed it to me and it's an, it's an Academy records bag. I don't know. So you're you're doing now you're kind of doing detective work. Oh yeah. Straight up. Now we're in memento. It's memento. Okay, a couple of days ago, I legitimately looked up on YouTube how to dust for fingerprints at home. Nice. And I, I was going <laughs> to do a little, you know, detective yeah. work, but mm-hmm. it was too mm-hmm. much work. I was like, fuck it. Uh, You'd have to get one of your old buddies at the force, though, to run the prints. Yeah, though, Feast of Death style. Get, like, James Elroy involved. <laughs> it would have been funny if do. you'd done all the dusting for the prints and then been like, now I have no idea how you'd check. Oh, you could maybe <laughs> now with a phone. Again, with the phone. I'm, like, living in the 90s. You could probably take a picture of the fingerprint and, like, can you do that? I don't Access know. a criminal database? Yeah, sure. Okay. So you you kind of you you've got this record bag that is a clue that he left behind, yeah. Almost, yeah. Almost as if he wanted you to find out. I would say, yeah, like leaving a little trail behind yeah. him. Um, Follow, the yeah. Money, so I was like, all right. So it's in an Academy Records bag. Interesting. I was texting with a few friends. I was texting with Woodsist. Um, and there are a few op- a few possible uh, suspects in this situation. Moles. Um, one of them in the Woodsist organization. Uh, yes. So one scenario is a uh, 
someone stole it from the record plant and sold it to Academy. This man bought it and then listed on eBay. Um, the second scenario is that uh, a pitch. I shouldn't even say it. I basically said it. A music journalist yeah. that was sent a copy of the record oh, oh. did yeah. not listen to it, didn't open it, and just immediately cashed it in, which is, you know, I pretty sleazy. That's really that's sleazy. I was going to say it's shocking that, I mean, I like the kind of hubris of a pitchforky and kind of journalist being like, I will potentially review it, but only if I get the vinyl. Like they're not listening right. on SoundCloud like the rest of us or anything. They're like, I'm going to need to hear it in its purest form. And just immediately cashing it in. For yeah, its, I mean, you know, yeah. I'd like to know what other records were in that bag. Yeah. <laughs> with you. Um, so I mentioned this to uh, some friends and people were really trying to egg me on to like challenge Pitchfork in this situation and be like, your writers are like taking our the the pr promo records and immediately selling them and you know make you know whatever it's fine that he doesn't want it whatever i've been handed so many records that i'm just like great i have to like deal with this record now you it know? makes me yeah. more concerned about what pitchfork are paying their writers to be honest but i guess like traditional kind of print media or like you know it's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit maybe you you know it's a pay a play scenario and this, these guys need to make money on the side who knows yeah i yeah. think they're i think they're fine have we got option but, uh, c i think that th those are the only two options okay <laughs> but basically all right so a, a group text was formed between a, a few friends um someone who works at academy was in was like all right i'm down to help you i saw this like go viral on twitter or whatever like i think it's hilarious let's uh do a little research he had me let's, sent let's go back to that for a second because i wanted to hear a little bit more about that so you posted these photos and a bit of the story to your twitter account and it went viral Pretty much, I mean, as close to viral as anything else I've experienced. It had like a hundred and thirty-five thousand views. That's a lot. And but, that's and and this is presumably because people were just shocked and appalled by what had happened, and maybe they thought it was kind of funny that you went and bought it yourself. Right? <laughs> that probably has something to it's do. It's a bit of a yeah. Nathan for you vibe. Yeah, maybe. You know, kind of. Definitely. I mean, big fan. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. All that. Another Andy Vancouver Kaufman. another Vancouver guy. Oh, yeah? You ever yeah. see him around? He used to be around a lot. Like, he went to high school with people. Uh, he actually, yeah, like, quite near to my house. And then when he came back to open, like, he opened, like, a fake, like, a fake tiger store. I can't remember the... Not like Tiger, like Tiger, like the boreal rainforest, like yeah, the boreal forest or whatever. Yeah, he, or he opened yeah. like because Tiger was like, I don't know, doing so. I don't even remember what it was, like making clothes in the West Holocaust Bank or something. Holocaust deniers or something oh, like that. I don't know if it, yeah, right. it was some, something relatively it was, extreme. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. So and he opened he, up like a store yeah. next to it, kind of like the shitty Starbucks thing. Right. But right. I've never seen him myself, but I know he was around. But it is interesting that I haven't seen him myself actually, just segue because like, he was he's a bit mercurial because like he isn't he's kind of my age and everyone 
like there is like people like improv comedy people in the city and stuff who all knew him but he just kind of bypassed everything you know he just went he went his own way so no i've never seen him but uh, no. He apparently he's been to a bar in Vancouver that a friend of ours owns quite a few times, and uh, <clears throat> that apparently he is exactly the same in person as he is yeah, on no show. doubt. Cool, really funny guy. <laughs> that's yeah. kind. Of, that's what I like to hear. Honestly. Me too. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I um, like I like a bit guy though. I like it when it's like, no, nah, it's not real. Like a beef heart guy, but yeah, with him. But I think he went. It's like who would he would have gone to high school with like what Seth Rogen as Did well? Did he go there? Yeah, they went to the same high Point school. Point Grey High. Yeah, they went to Point Grey. Yeah. So there you go. That's interesting because very different takes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to where you're at. You got a group. You got a. Was it on WhatsApp or iMessage? Oh, just text on my phone just yeah, i got yours. a group going okay uh it was uh jeremy morby kevin morby okay yeah. so this is kind of an oceans and, this is your oceans 11 yeah we're doing some <laughs> we're doing some like uh straight up detective work and then uh who's in your squad our, i want to know the whole team it was <laughs> who's going in well, th- this this group chat was it was michael kane i mean who what are we talking <laughs> it was jeremy from Woodsist. Morby and our friend from Academy um, that has kind of run Academy for the past 10 or so years. Okay. And uh, Morby was like, we need justice for Andrews. Like, let's figure this thing out. And uh, our friend from Academy is like, all right, you just need to like send me a picture of this guy. Like, so I blurred out the guy's face when I posted the picture on Twitter. Um, Cause you know, yeah, you don't want to you can't just post guy. a strength. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent him the photo and he's like, oh shit, it's, it's this guy. He comes in every day. He's like a regular, he, he buys like Exotica records and like Latin records and like old psych records. He was like, he was like, it's weird that he bought your record. And like it, the conversation kind of flipped where like this whole scenario of like my record being on, on eBay before it's out, wasn't like the odd thing anymore he he was mostly like he was like knocking me down a couple pegs when he was like well first off i don't really understand how it even got an academy because it it doesn't really seem like a record we would have nice nice yeah interesting yeah it's kind of doing his kusak bit oh yeah sounds like he's in on it to me well so he was like you know it seems like a record that we would have ignored or just not bought and uh you know honestly it's strange that he would have even bought it because he only buys old old records and maybe he like listened to it and thought it was bad and just wanted to sell it online well i hope that i hope that you know i hope that in that moment you know because we're just minnows here johnny that an indie rock juggernaut like kevin morby stepped (laughs) in and and said no one speaks to john andrews like that yeah uh no Morby kind of being all. like a sort of the elliot gould character 100 yeah, percent elliot gould yeah. in this in this scenario yeah, yeah. okay so you know we kind of put together through uh some more detective work that maybe maybe I, maybe I won't get into but uh we don't think it was the pitchfork writer okay. um 
as much as I really wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't, we think that people are stealing records possibly from the record plant and then just like selling them to use record stores. Uh, cause like, yeah, like once in a while, I mean, I have so many friends that work at record stores and they're like, yeah, I mean, some dude will come in with like a stack of brand new sealed records and we don't ask him where he got him, but we just always buy them. Mm. So they're, I, they're running a back door, like, uh, operation over there. I think, you know, really interesting. The perfect yeah. crime you could say. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. So yeah. where do we go from here, John? Um, you know, do we, do well, we, are we going to figure it out? Where's, where are these things being pressed? First of all, I'm not going to say it's not know, like the Czech Republic that. or anything like that. <laughs> no, 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 it's not Russia. It's not like kind of in some kind of nuclear kind of bunker in Russia. We need, you know, no, it's no. closer than to home than that. That's why, you know, Jack White was right. You need, we need more pressing plants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, you you know, maybe that maybe that's more the cautionary. single copy pressing plants like his, which is more like his kind of thing. Just cut it right there. There's a there's a <laughs> like a it. flea market in Vancouver. Um, like it's not like you know it's not like a maker's market. It's not like a, a kind of hipster style flea market where people are making candles and stuff. It's like actually a flea market. And inside there, there's a woman who sells. Um, soccer jerseys and like they're like they're like they're real like they're not fake they're they're absolutely real and she sells them for like 15 bucks you can go in there and be like can you get me this one and she'll be like maybe but it'll take a month or whatever and i my assumption is that she it's a similar kind of like off the back of a lorry scenario that your record received where she knows someone at the source of the well, you know, and who can, and she can just get like a hundred off the back, you know, before they even get shipped out. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, the, the third possibility here that's nobody's talking about. And I, I hate to ask the tough questions here, John, is that potentially you set this whole thing up yourself in order to sell more copies of your record and I just have one question for you. Have pre-sales increased since this happened? Not really, to be okay. honest. <laughs> have more people pre-saved your Spotify for a single DSP? I don't even know how to check that stuff, man. Ask your PR know. company. <laughs> okay, another question. Sounds like you need to I, put I believe you that you didn't do it. But some, some, do, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you did flip the record that you bought, though, correct? I did. And in doing that, um, some like trolls on Twitter were like, oh, this was just a big marketing uh, campaign. Yeah. They're, like, oh, they're, yeah. they're like, sad, definitely. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, I was like, man, can I just like fucking have this, man? Like, I know. Th yeah. This, I didn't make this shit up. I mean, I definitely thought it'd be yeah. funny. I didn't think there'd be like as much of a reaction to it on fucking twitter or whatever but uh it um, kind of makes you want to have nothing ever go viral again hey when that <laughs> sort of thing happens i was like stressed out man i don't i don't like that type of attention people making fun of me and shit people make yeah, fun of you weird. what why did why they would anyone make fun give me their well, names they, they called me they said i was sad 
Oh no, yeah. definitely. But uh, <laughs> sad, definitely. That's such like. Um, a, was it like as a tweet? That's such a tweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. With I think how that, many that, how many that, periods were there between sad and definitely? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I just thought it'd be funny to just put the record right back on eBay. I don't yeah. know. Seemed like the right thing to do. And then there's the a robberous approach. I think so yeah. too. Yeah, there was a like a weird bidding war and I sold it for 130 bucks. Well, fuck the world. Nice. Honestly. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so I want I want I really wanted to bring that up to the guy from Academy. I, but uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't. I was the bigger man in the situation. That's so, a weird part of it to me. Yeah, that's you, you need part, to. Th- yeah. You just think about Johnny. Think about the academy angle because I can see that it's really kind of getting you. Well, you know, I worked in a record store for many years. I'm just. And I, I want to say this, like that. John. You made 130 dollars. Your money's safe. I can't take that away from you. Okay, that's safe. What are you gonna do with that hundred dollars that you made? You know, I don't know. I feel like there's some funny way for me to put the money back into this, and I haven't quite figured it out. I kind of want to, like, contact the original guy who is selling it on eBay Mm -hmm. and, like, take him out to dinner or something. I don't know. (laughs) That's one way you could spend the money. (laughs) Immediately where my thought went is you now kind of, like, in a – give a man a fishing rod. Like, There's a whole world you didn't know about before. <laughs> you now need to go to Academy and buy every sealed promo <laughs> copy you can find for $100 and start flipping. Because obviously yeah. there's an industry there. That's what I would do if I were you. <laughs> or just kind of Not free, a bad idea. Or just kind of put the money back, like buy all the records and free them back to their original artists and creators. Wow, That's kind true. of philanthropic. Yeah. I was thinking exactly. more of the kind of mercenary Wall Street role where you're like, I started with $100, look at me now. Yeah. You know? Fool me once <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. Exactly. I become, you become the villain. Yeah. yeah. I, I started with this paperclip and now I own a mansion like that that story yeah you need to conceal your innocence behind the mask of crime yeah you know that's how i see (laughs) well and you talk about these this twitter hazing right you know it it is a joker kind of thing they laughed one too many times yeah set you off (laughs) yeah exactly twitter is not exactly the most welcoming place though no the internet isn't really in general so pretty much the same day that this all happened when i was on tour um, another like pretty eyewall thing happened to me when I was in a record store in New Hampshire and like an old, I used to live in New Hampshire and I was in a record store slash coffee shop bookstore waiting for my friends to finish shopping. I was just sitting around hanging out and the lady, the lady that owns the place walked up to me with one of my records in her hands and I was like, oh, and she, like, I thought she was going to like ask me to sign it or something. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, hey, you brought this in a couple of years ago. And, uh, no. you know, we ne- actually never even got around to uh, putting it out for sale. So <laughs> you can just, you can just have it oh, back. Damn. <laughs> and she handed it back to me. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, weird move. Jesus Christ. And, uh, like, the records they have for sale, there are, like, these weird kind of, like, goodwill find dollar bin type records to begin with that are, like, overpriced. And I was like, would it have killed you to just put it in there? Um, Question for you, is it still sealed? 
it was still sealed. Consider yeah. maybe taking it to Academy and just starting this whole cycle <laughs> up again. <laughs> True. Maybe you go. Yeah, maybe man, you go in disguise is... and see if the academy guy says the same shitty stuff to you that he does to <laughs> you, but the other version of you—that's the version he knows is you. Yeah, yeah. It's like Inception shit, dude. Somewhat. That is brutal. That is brutal. That's man. bad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, ringer here, dude. On my way out, I was like, I don't feel like carrying this around with me that I'm on tour so i just put it in the records for sale <laughs> i won in the end and then you'll see her in a couple she years. offered you a job at the store she's yeah. like i like the way you she, yeah, she's like i never thought of doing that i like your style i like the I way ne- you yeah. kind of handled that i never thought yeah of she, doing she was that like myself. she was like where do you see yourself in five years i was like honestly your position oh yeah. wow wow like, i'm gonna wow. yeah yeah wow i'm coming for your job yeah i like that attitude how are you around a price gun can you you know do they use price guns (laughs) yeah we use those trigger price guns in record stores i think all probably still still do hey yep well i mean yeah that's that's not good i think about that with sold some records i put out where i took them into record stores and just like left them never knew if they got sold never kind of took it got any money never went back to you know just kind of in like a a naive like re place just was like this is what you do it's grassroots man and then yeah, yeah least, man like the local men, business yeah you know? support local yeah yeah but i mean <laughs> so this is from when you were li- do you think you were living in new hampshire at the time is that why yeah i was it was like years ago but yeah. she just she i mean she says she never put it out so how would she known if it wouldn't have sold I don't know. maybe she just kind of yeah. contacted the academy guy and he was like don't put yeah. it out and then literally later that day is when I found the record on eBay. So it was like a weird, I had a pretty yeah. eyeball week. Yeah. That sounds. Oh, also good. Johnny, uh, you know, we infiltrated third man records a couple months ago. We were trying to, uh, you know, put the word in for the, the Beatles challenge, but I you think haven't I heard saw that. I forgot you, that was you. Yeah. You haven't heard anything back from old Jack. No, and I've, you know, as I do, I've messaged a lot of, uh, you know, I I have conversations going with a lot of famous musicians on Instagram. Right. Like Jack White, John Mayer, John (laughs) Lennon. Um, John Leckie, producer. Yeah, and not many have responded, and he's one of them who hasn't responded. Presumably he's not online. He seems like a very kind of analog guy. Like, I mean, he's probably like, well, he's... He's a haberdasher, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Or something. Like But I also I do have a friend who is a signed third man records artist that I have considered asking her if she wants to kind of you know, I've sort of been biding my time waiting because I do think well, first of all, I don't in any way think he would accept the challenge. I'm just, I'm just saying scared that scared of it, yeah. But uh if he for whatever reason did it would be really funny obviously but i, I, I don't think i've you. never for one second thought of this as funny i just want to kind of for anyone listening who hasn't heard it before there's a video of jack white clearly doctored much like yeah. the jfk assassination edited, video heavily edited heavily yeah. edited <laughs> where between frames 25 and 26 you can see on instagram that the pause between the like how many seconds it actually took for him so he's like Basically, he can, with what, like one second of any Beatles song can determine what it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's definitely like early AI deep fake situation. I would say so. I think I I actually I had only watched it the one time when all of this happened and I didn't remember which songs they tested him with in that video. And it, of course, popped up in my feed again recently because people think I want to see it. And I watched it again, didn't remember any of the songs and just want to say beat him on every single one quite handedly in the speed so but you know i you know i i'm not one to i respect my opponent do you if think does, i mean here's the only if thing he does if, come at me I'm, I'm not gonna say it's a guaranteed win but i will train and uh well i would say that's what i would what i would say and john maybe you can chime in here too like i would say like just his level of intensity when the red light's on might just kind right. of get him over the finish line before <laughs> you, you know, because right. as far as I'm aware, he's never overdubbed anything in his life. Oh, I see. Oh, right. And you happen to know that I do multiple takes. I just, I'm just saying, I don't want to, I'm just saying he, he makes a, re- if he makes a record, if that record's 36 minutes, that's as long as he's spending on it. Yeah. You know, most, well, anyway, m- us mere mortals spend a couple of weeks making a record. That's all I'm saying. So with the pressure of the red light, that's what I would focus your training on. You know what? The music of the Beatles yeah. would put all of that stuff, all those distractions would just melt away because, you know, that that music just flows through my veins, man. Right. Some funny um, stuff happened when we played there, too. Um, we, play, we played at the Detroit one. We played at both Detroit and Nashville, but the Detroit one is more or less kind of like an urban outfitters kind of vibe. That's just kind of yeah, Jack White themed. So when sure. they have shows, they kind of have to move uh, for, yeah. sh- sh- shelves and like clothing around to make room for like an audience. And- Are they just selling Jack White's style clothing or? <laughs> <laughs> You kind of, yeah. Um, so they're, they're kind of like moving the shelves around after the show. And there was this like glass white stripes relic that was placed on top of the shelf. And as they were moving it around, like kind of carelessly, it fell and like shattered wow. on the ground. And like the energy shift in the room yeah. was like insane like it got really dark and like sad and like this guy was like frantically talking on the phone like like it just like fell it was just like it was there it was safe. like a and rotary phone or are we talking <laughs> like kind of pre like we got like a kind of like a cup with a string like how far back are we going and probably talking to jack white probably talking to jack white and we we're saying that it it's like probably a red telephone in Jack White's house. Blue maybe, these days. He's been blue pro- for longer than he was red. Changed well, blue. most things are probably red, so it might just be like a normal phone. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe when he deals with white stripe stuff, it's red. his red phone and he has a blue phone for when it's his solo work. <laughs> or his raconteur stuff. Blue- what color is he now? He's he blue. wears he's been, yellow. He's been blue he's for a blue. long time. Oh, he was. There's some yellow pedals and this kind of yellow bee buzz kind of fuzz stuff. But yeah, no, yeah. he's been blue. He's been blue. He's been in his blue period. Yeah, I mean, he's been there for <laughs> you know for a while now. His his blue period. Um, but yeah, I mean, this kid was like taken into this back room and like given a talking to and beating. I I don't know if anyone ever saw him again. 
I think I said I sent the video to you, Johnny, and I was like, you know, there's some weird shit going on here, some underground tunnels, and you're like, tunnels? yeah, I bet. You're like, yeah, I, I bet he, <laughs> he would claim that they're reverb chambers. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and that and kind of vibe. That's the kind of thing that you know. That's I, I'm certainly not afraid of him when it comes to a Beatles speed challenge but i i am a little bit afraid of what he might do if he loses i don't want to get you know? stuck down those tunnels with him he's got money he's got power uh to, he's got the he's got the assets to make me disappear and sort of put me down in a in a some sort of a torture slash reverb chamber listening to i guess his music on repeat or something like that for a tournament. <laughs> kind of a Gitmo you know I mean? style approach. My, uh, my blues uh, Guantanamo Bay style thing. Yeah. My bass player, uh, Kevin LaRoe, Bub Light, friend yeah. of the pod, I know. Huge um, friend of the pod. He, uh, he swears that when the, the glass relic broke on the floor, that he saw a Delta musician's soul like fly away. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I see. And Jack, seems, you know, yeah. I feel like every time something like that happens, Jack like loses a little bit of something, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be careful sense. with him because he, like, you know, joking aside, like, I mean, he, he, remember when he really fucked up the guy from the Von Bondies? Yeah. I mean, he really that I I that aggression, that kind of octagon blues energy. Like I wouldn't want to necessarily mess with that. I just feel like he's got something there, and it's yeah. You know, I don't know. One if... one more one more Jack story. So someone else was playing third man, and Jack White was there and was like talking to him before the set, and was looking at our friend's guitar and was like, you know, you should change your strings on your guitar. And our, he was like, uh, you know, I I don't usually do that right before I play. Like I'll I'll I'll, I'll be fine. And first song, first 30 seconds, sh string broke. Yeah. Looked in the back of the crowd. Jack was just standing there, yeah. like, staring yeah. at him. Maybe See, this, is, powers. this is the energy that I'm talking about. Like, you're right. Like, he's obviously channeling. He's harnessing something. It's possible with his means that he's been down to the Delta. He's been down to the crossroads. And maybe he's been kind of digging up graves. I don't know. But yeah. I wouldn't mess with it. I got to say though recently i've noticed and maybe this is this would be my kind of occam's razor take from like the the, the smashed glass white stripes object been a lot of talk recently um about how meg is a like this always cracks me up how it's like people coming to defend the defense of meg white being like oh, she's a good drummer okay like as if because i think everyone on the internet has got so obsessed with like technical stuff that right. like there's like a new kind of like wave of like defending people who everyone already knows is really fucking good. But like, you know, kind of like these technical guys oh, yeah, being like, Meg's good. Like, and like, it's kind of like how Dave Grohl does it with Ringo, you know? Like, where it's like, yeah, it's like, because now you can't be like a good musician online unless you can like play Steve Gadd level all of drums. The parts, no, all of the parts of a rock song on the guitar at the same time, like the, the bass, the the yeah. drums, and the guitar and the vocals. I saw a guy doing that with like cashmere today, right? And this is like considered you're like your acceptable intermediate, you're like ninth if you, Dan. Like, yeah. like no friends, internet 
musician. I mean, I, I'd go, I'd go one <laughs> yeah. step further and say you're not an internet musician these days unless you've got a robot doing the whole thing for you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. Well, Which you do. So. Um. Well, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've seen that video of your jam <laughs> space, man. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, I've always liked Tears for Fears. It took me 17 <clears throat> years to finally get the kind of tech right. I fainted three times, mm-hmm. but it was worth it. I will say after all that, that everyone there was very nice and cool. And, and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I sent my record, I sent my record to them and they said it wasn't their vibe. So I feel like I can say, you know, I'm safe to say all that now, you know, we just, we have a lot of fun. No, I I mean, uh, do you think it wasn't bluesy enough? Like what's your like kind of thought, what's your kind of kick, what the kickback, where do you think it came from? Probably wasn't uh, bluesy enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I imagine Hard it's a enough, bit bluesy. Maybe. Can we? Can we just? Uh, I'd like to just end on it because it's been really. We like to have a lot of fun on the show, you know. Um, for sure. We we we. Uh, you know, I don't. I just for the record, I do not think Jack White is going to throw me in any kind of a torture chamber. And uh, but, <laughs> well, but speak for yourself. I mean, but, I mean. I why do, are you holding? Why are you holding up a sign right now that says "Please help me, Jack White"? Is, uh, <laughs> holding me watching. up in a tour. I'm, I'm saying this stuff because now I'm realizing he might not accept my challenge if he hears that I was. <laughs> no, he, shit he, he he's turned on by this kind of stuff. Oh, okay, goad him, help. goad okay. the man. Right. Okay. <laughs> he thrives off this energy. He wants Rumble in the Jungle style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can't um, stro- you can't stroke his ego. You have to like yeah. you have to piss mm, him off. Exactly. Actually that makes sense. Okay. I'll work on that. Yeah. Um, John, I just want to say before we go, in an earnest way, like tell us a little bit, bit about your record that's coming out Friday. Where did you record it? I recorded it mostly in Albany, New York, um, with with Noah and Kevin uh, as a rhythm section, there were the Cutworms band also, um, uh-huh. and yeah, recorded it live the tape up in Albany. Did a bunch of like string arrangements in in New York, and uh, you know, big big like got really into Nilsson for the record. So uh, yeah, it, it's like the first record that I've done live with a band before because I've always just done you know fucking overdubs and for sure garage band you know you sang live as well um i did something where like i sang live and then like doubled it as an overdub i like yeah. that yeah cool yeah. that's really nice well, only thing i, I know about the Albany, Nilsen thing man yeah and after my own heart so i'll stay away i'll let you guys be earnest for a second well, which era, which era of of Harry were you particularly interested in when in so the conception? I gave the uh, I worked with a string arranger on the record, and I sent him the uh, Robert Altman Popeye soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's good. The, yeah, yeah, it's like it's so ridiculous. But Van Dyke uh, Parks did the string arrangements for that, right? Oh really? I didn't know that. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty cool. sure. Um, yeah, I love. He Needs Me, the song that he does with, with Shelly Duvall. There's like a demo of them learning it together, which is really, mm. really endearing. Love uh, it. Yeah. Uh, that was a big inspiration for the record, I'd say. Cool. I can't wait but, to hear it. Will you, yeah, will you send gonna be it to a, us on vinyl? Yeah, so we yeah can to it? I can do that. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be an impossible record to play live. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I guess the strings like most stuff. of mine. Don't worry, buddy. So. You, you yeah. heard of tracks. You ever heard of tracks? 
That's what all the True. kids are doing yeah. these days. Presumably, you know you'll be using live auto-tune anyway, so I know yeah, how yeah. you and your crew rolls. Harry didn't even play live, so maybe you could just go that could route. Could do that. But it doesn't really work for people these days. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, well, we'd love to hear it, though. Um, Presumably, send- it comes out on Spotify on Friday, too. Yeah. It'll be out on Spotify, yeah. What's That's the name cool. of the record? Uh, Love for the Underdog. That's a nice name. There you go. Thanks. That's what we're all looking for, isn't it? That's kind of the vibe, huh? Is it kind of like a hard rain fall in kind of, or are you talking, I mean, you could read that two ways. It could be like, have love for the underdog or the underdog deserves love, like as we all do. You know what I mean? Which is nice. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of that, yeah. Anyone yeah. who's like trying to move to a, a city and play music doesn't have a fucking booking agent or a of manager course. and all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? We need to spend more time thinking about those kind of people because we, we're all that kind of person. For sure. You know, moving to the big city, you know, we don't all want to end up in a kind of midnight cowboy style arrangement. So it's like, that's <laughs> why we kind of ask people to pay for our Patreon. It's, it's hard out there. Yeah, we don't have a booking agent. I mean, I do, I, do, we, I do, but it's for the music, but <laughs> no, no one, no one listens to Oh, yeah, okay, because... <laughs> Just want to, for the record, say I do, but just in case they're listening. Yeah. I oh. thought you guys got legit. Yeah, we tried that. No, it's working pretty yeah. good. And it's working. <laughs> you didn't let me finish, Fuck, dude. you got me, dude. That was crazy. <laughs> we tried that a little while ago, and it's fucking paying off big time, man. Uh, John, <laughs> thanks very much for taking time out of your evening, especially given that you're three hours ahead of us. It yeah. can't have been easy for you to stay so composed. Um, I know. You know, I, I go to bed. I go to bed at like ten o'clock. So and maybe we can just end on this: the Jersey Devils tied it up two-two in the playoffs, beating the Rangers three-one this evening. Wow! Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Amazing. So how about well, that? I was going to say the score is 2-2. I was going to say no. I got to go turn it on. No, we're good. There's no. more games tonight. I'll watch the Kraken play the Avalanche. Yeah, let's see if the Kraken can do something against McKinnon, the Cokehead, and, you know, McCarr. Yeah. I mean, they've, like, what the name? The captain's out, right? So. Yeah, he's not coming back at all, so. Yeah, let's see. Anyway, it's a real pleasure anyway, speaking John, to you, man. Anyway, John, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, Big fans, thanks. and come back anytime, and thanks for listening to the show. For and, sure, and yeah. Telling, telling people about it. It's very nice of you. Yeah, man, we've listened so much on Cutworm stores, so I, it's, you know, I, there was one point earlier when I I wasn't speaking because I was just like, oh, I'm just listening to my favorite podcast. So thank you. Dude, it's very <laughs> generous kind. of you. And we're yeah. big fans of all of you guys and the music you make. And it, it really is confusing when people like what we do. So I appreciate it a lot immensely. <laughs> thank you. Weird. Okay. Take bye, care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. I'll talk Peace. to you later.